Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Len, I know we've covered a lot with respect to CRA, and I can completely understand why. I have been somewhat overwhelmed in the last few weeks uh, with some of the just minor changes and impacts of, uh, of CRA. And I know we've got a lot more coming, and I'm sure you're going to enlighten us again today. So what's on the agenda for today's topic? Well, recently in April, the FFIEC released some critical demographics derived from the Census 2020 uh, that have significant implications for bank- banks, particularly with respect to the Community Reinvestment Act and fair lending issues. Specifically, the FFIC released the identities of the new tracks predicated on the 2020 census, as well as the income classification of each track and the minority population in each census 2020 track. So I thought that would be a good topic to discuss today. Yeah, it is a very good topic. And I should probably, uh, I probably have the answer to this, but how, how do the new census uh, 2020 tracks affect banks? Well, the new 2020 tracks will have a direct and immediate impact in many ways. Let me explain. First, banks will be expected to geocode all their 20, uh, their CRA reportable loans back to January 1st of this year. Some bankers have been confused thinking they should use the geocoding based on the census 2010 tracks that have been the latest data posted on the FFIEC website until April. But the regulators will expect banks to geocode all their 2022 loans with the new 2022 tracks. Even as we speak today in late May, the FFIC has not posted some of the most important demographics, such as the annual estimated median family income. However, we do know the census track income classifications and the majority minority tracks, which are so important for CRA and fair lending issues. Mm -hmm. Second, there is an enormous increase <clears throat> excuse me, in census tracts from about 75,000 tracts last year to more than 85,000 tracts this year. That's a whopping increase, and it's not because the USA is annexing new territories or states. It's the result of a growing population, which is the foundation of census tract delineation. What's happening is that the population growth and population shifts have dictated a redrawing of census tracts affecting their geometries, their shape and their size, their population count, and their population characteristics. Effectively, new tracts are created out of old tracts. Sometimes tracts are the result of a split in a single census tract, and sometimes new tracts are the result of taking territory from multiple tracts. Sometimes you will see census tracts 1704.00 broken into 1704.01 and 1704.02 and track 170400 disappears. Sometimes a new track is taken from multiple other tracks. So the old track number remains while entirely new tracks are created consisting of pieces of the older tracks. So when a bank delineates its assessment area for CRA purposes based on a unique combination of census tracks, the new tracks may affect the old assessment area in several ways. 
first, entirely new tracks within the assessment area need to be identified and added to the assessment area track listing, which is in the bank's public file, by the way. At other times, tracks along the boundary of an assessment area that have been totally within the boundary or totally outside the boundary now overlap the boundary and may need to be included or excluded from the 2022 assessment area delineations. This does require a mapping exercise in those situations because the only way to deal with it is you've got to see it. It's got to be visual, Dean. Yeah, yeah. So are you saying that there, that there may be situations in which the bank may need to review its assessment area delineation and determine if changes in the shape and size census tracts would dictate a change in their overall assessment area track identities and the boundaries of those assessment areas? Yes, you're right on. That's almost always the case. And assessment areas are delineated strictly on a unique combination of tracks. But even when a bank uses whole counties to delineate an assessment area, the number and the identities of the tracks that compose the assessment area will need to be updated, even though the assessment area boundary will not change when it is based on a county border. Does this mean every bank must develop a new assessment area map and census track list to place in its public file? Absolutely. You're right on. And I, this is one thing we've got to emphasize in today's uh, podcast because it applies to every single bank in the United States. There's no exceptions. Every single bank will have to have new maps done for their public file, showing the new tracks, their, uh, the track boundaries, the track identities, and the track income classifications. And this is all mandatory and to be immediately put into their public file. Yeah, and I, I just just to expand on that just for a second, because I know that when you look at the actual rules for CRA public file documentation, it requires that it be updated by April of each year. So what you're saying is, don't wait, folks. This needs to be done now. Am I correct in that assessment? Oh, you're right on. I mean, it's got to be done within a reasonable period of time. I mean, it doesn't have to be done in 24 hours. But now that the tracks uh, information has been released, the FFIC and all the regulatory agencies will expect that banks will update the maps and the track listings in their public file. So uh, there should be no unnecessary delay in it. There's no excuse anymore. There have been an excuse uh, prior to the issuance in late April of the assessment of, of the tracked uh, identities and their correlated income classifications. But you're right on. I will repeat for the third time, every listener uh, to this podcast that who works for a bank, their bank needs to get their public file updated with the new census tract maps and the new census tract identities and income classifications. Excellent. And you said there's more than the changes to just the track identities and shapes and sizes affecting the assessment area configuration. What other consequences are there for banks based on the new census 2020 tracks being implemented retroactive to the beginning of 2022. What are those other considerations? Yeah, I'm glad you emphasize retroactive back to the beginning <laughs> of the year. <clears throat> I love that. You're obviously becoming a professional, Dean, about this <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well, just as important as is the impact on the assessment area delineation for CRA purposes, the new tracks have a potential big impact on tracked income classifications and on majority minority tracks. With respect to the census track income classifications, the new tracks have affected about 22,000 tracks with respect to their income class, B1 
because every new track not only has its own unique demographics, but parts of the original census tracts that remain also have their demographic configuration change. And the same holds true for majority-minority tracts, too. Last year, there were 22,971 majority-minority tracts in the United States, whereas now there's 29,893 majority-minority tracts. That is more than a 30% increase in the count of majority-minority tracts within the country. Clearly, the significant increase in the number of majority-minority tracts should have a dramatic impact on fair lending issues, particularly with respect to the issue of redlining. Oof, when I hear those things together, it scares me. Uh, what do you suggest a bank do, Len? Well, there's two things every bank should do. First, as we said before, every bank in the country must develop new assessment area maps for their public file, and they should do so post-haste. Second, and perhaps even more important, every bank should review the changes within their defined communities to recognize the implications for the CRA performance as well as fair lending responsibilities, particularly potential and particularly potential redlining threats. The lesson is that the changes in tracks cannot be passively ignored without great risk to a bank. And I want to just add to that, Dean, that I've already seen banks now, we've been going through the exercise with a number of our clients where the track minority status or track income status changed along the border of how they've delineated their assessment area. And all of a sudden, what was not a redlining threat or potential issue has become a redlining threat or potential issue. So this happens every 10 years with the decennial census, and I can't say it enough. It's well worth the time and effort for a bank banker to put down everything and pay attention to this for a few minutes, make certain that they understand not only how the assessment area is affected itself and update their public file, they should make certain they understand the implications for CRA performance and fair lending issues. Yeah, now totally agree with that. And we have absolutely seen an increase or an uptick in uh, uh, in request relative to these uh, track changes. And and as you know, you indicated, you have many banks that uh, approach DO Data Vision on a regular basis. Um, are they taking advantage of this? And uh, do you see kind of a, I'll call it a, a proactive stance or an aggressive stance to say, Hey, Len, we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely the bankers that are alert to this uh, are, are really, uh, uh, they're lining up. We've had a very steady flow of banks asking for new CRA assessment area maps. Uh, but again, we always encourage our clients to not only get their map updated for the public file, but to take a serious look at the new tracks within their assessment areas before commissioning a new assessment area map because they might be surprised to see how the new tracks affect their defined communities and perhaps even dictate a change in how their assessment areas and their REMAs, their reasonably expected market areas, or in some parts of the country, they call it credit market areas, are configured. So uh, it's it's not enough just to go through it and just, oh, redo my assessment area map. Drop everything you're doing and pay attention and make certain you understand the regulatory implications for the new uh, created by the new tracks. Excellent. 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 I, uh, well, you've, you've certainly addressed, uh, an important and timely topic today, Len. Uh, I encourage our listeners to take a hard look at the impact of the new 20, 2022 census tracks on their bank CRA and 
cannot forget, of course, the fair lending responsibilities. This is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting. And this is Len Suzio from GeoDataVision saying, thank you for listening to our conversation regarding how the new 2022 census tracts can have significant implications for your bank. Get your assess- new assessment area maps for your public file completed as soon as possible and make certain to review the implications for CRA and fair lending. Please send us additional topics you would like us to address in future podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes, and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.